I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, we will be starting in just a moment. Okay, that's tweeted. Let's bring up the old box score. Bet you there's a lot of people filing in here. Okay, it's filling up. Give it a couple of seconds here. Bring up the box, and we will get started. Whenever I write the title for these, I am always afraid I got the score wrong. It appears I got it right again this time. Well done, Bill. Well done. You got the score right of the game that you were watching. All right, uh, so people are showing up, so let's get it started. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Radio Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matsumi, director of Fun and Games for the evening. Uh, yeah, I think someone already said it. Uh, ugly win, yeah. Um, you know how I talk about, you know, um, sometimes I can take, you know, sometimes we can all take some positives away from a loss, uh, especially, I thought, uh, in the first month of the season. In, uh, in like October, I thought even when the Flyers weren't winning, there were a lot of losses where you could take, um, you could take some positives away. Uh, tonight, the opposite. Uh, awesome. Awesome that they got two points. Uh, survived a, uh, you know, survived a, again, an inferior team. At least they got the two points out of this one. Didn't have to play in the regulation. Didn't have to, uh, or uh, didn't have to play through regulation like they did in Detroit just to even still not come away with two points. Uh, so it's very good they got two points. That's the most important thing. Uh, at this point, if we're just looking at, we're chasing the playoffs. Points are all that matter. You got the two points. However, um, you can't look at tonight's game and go, yeah, this is a team that's absolutely ready for Pittsburgh on, what is it, Sunday? Sunday the 25th? Um, yeah, next week, uh, you know, starting Sunday, they, they go on a, a three-game road trip. They are at Pittsburgh on Sunday afternoon, and then they are at Dallas on at Dallas on Tuesday, at Colorado on Wednesday. So you're looking at a three and four uh, against all against uh, teams that are in the playoffs or in the playoff hunt, I guess. Uh, I don't know how. Yeah, Colorado is now in, and Dallas is. Oh, Dallas is falling off a little. They are three points behind the Kings for the second wild card spot. Uh, so, and we're in there six points behind Minnesota for third in their division. So uh, they're they're in the wild card hunt. Uh, they're a pretty decent team. They're not exactly um, – uh, but Colorado, very good. Nathan McKinnon, 
uh, for my money, probably deserves the Hart Trophy. And the Penguins, we all know about the Penguins. Uh, watching tonight, coming off of that Tuesday game, can't say I'm overly encouraged by uh, what we're going to see in these next couple of games. We have three, four, five, six, seven games remaining. Uh, three are at home, four are on the road. Um, this is going to be a fight down till the very end. Uh, yeah, so it's 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 going to be tight, and you know I want to um, I want to just take away from this game. Got the two points; it's all that matters. But um, you know, after and they have, and it's as as much as we want to criticize them recently, they have points in four straight. Uh, so and that that's a positive. You know, if you're going to take anything away, I guess uh, you know they're they're getting it done. Uh, what they have, so it's that. Yeah, seven of the of eight possible points in the last four games so uh they're getting that they're getting that end done um but jesus is this team bad in its own zone Uh, that's my takeaway from tonight um i mean it's my takeaway from the whole season it's not like this is a defensively stout team by any means but the rangers took it to them in their own zone uh i just i closed out the box score to open up the standings where are we box score so yeah, uh, Alex Lyon, you know, you give up 36 shots to the Rangers, uh, who are out of it. I know, you know, the whole broadcast. JJ's making a, a thing out of, um, oh, you know, they're loose. They're not playing for anything. They can just go out and play hockey. A, a team with nothing to lose is a dangerous team. Okay, but you, you just need to play better than them. Play, and again, I, I'm making it sound like they lost, but you needed to play better than you did tonight to give yourselves some confidence, just to have. Uh, I, again, the most important thing going into going into Sunday against Pittsburgh is having these points, and you got them. Congratulations. But if you think you played well enough to compete on Sunday, let alone win, let alone even get a point, you're dead wrong. Um, I just was not happy with what I saw tonight, and it wasn't just the usual suspects. We can sit here all night and criticize, uh, you know, criticize the players we always criticize, but the Couturier Giroux line getting stuck in its own end the entire third period. And I will put that on. Uh, as much as I like Matt Reed, have advocated for him to be on the fourth line all year over Laterra, over Weiss, and guys like that. Um, moving him up, replacing Konechny, who. I don't know, was there a better player on the ice than Travis Konechny tonight? And it's not like, this is not the Konechny from last year. Sure, he will lose a battle now and then. Sure, he can lose positioning now and then in the defensive zone. But he is nowhere close to the liability he was last year. And at the end of the day, I want talent on the ice. I want a guy who's going to go out and make a play. Uh, regardless, oh, well, like, that is who Travis Konechny is. He makes plays. He has two goals. He he. he Gets He gets his nose dirty, gets two goals tonight, goes to the net, you know, a couple games ago, blocking shots, blocking two shots on two shifts, getting in a fight. How do you, t- how do you take this guy out of the lineup is just absolutely insane to me. Uh, so those are my uh, – moving Matt Reed up to that line. It didn't help them. They were stuck in their own zone the entire third period, uh, and they were out there a lot with Provorov and and, uh, and Gostaspare, who I didn't think were very good tonight. Um a lot of people talking on Twitter about splitting up that pair. I still don't want to do it uh, just because I don't want to put one of them with McDonald, and that's what's going to happen. Um, 
That said, Provorov, Sayenheim, Gosses, Barry McDonald might not be the worst thing in the world. Uh, you And, you know, Brandon Manning in the lineup for Robert Haig tonight. I guess that's the last thing I want to touch on before I open it up to all your stuff. Um, you know, it's not like Robert Haig has been great. Uh, I know he leads the league in hits and all that. But, yeah, okay, you want to sit a guy, uh, you want to sit a guy because um, you didn't like his effort, you didn't like his game against Detroit. Totally fine. Cool with that. That's a that's a coaching decision right there. One game, you take a guy out, put another guy in. Fine with it. Um, and I think there is a uh, – Haig has now played 70 games uh, in the NHL this year. He never played 70 games in the AHL. Uh, I could see him hitting a wall. Maybe he just needs a mental and physical reset. Maybe he's not 100% coming back from the injury, although, like, you know, this many games into the season, who is 100%? Nobody. But uh, – you want to take him out for a game, that's fine. But that means you're willing to sit these guys for poor play for one bad performance, as Hack, stole, as Hack put it. Um, you know, I'm, I didn't like his game against Detroit is what Carcidi tweeted. Okay. Brandon Manning played all of November, all of December, all of January, and all of February. <laughs> and most of March. Come on, man. Like, a little bit of consistency is all we're asking for with this stuff. All right, I'm going to open it up to you now. I have successfully entertained myself. Uh, let's see what you guys have to say. Um, really, Reed on top line late. Reward 2K, TK two-goal effort by bumping him. Yeah, I thought that was a dumb coaching decision. And like I said, this is not the Travis Konechny from last year. Uh, he has made an effort to improve his defensive game, and it's showing in all three zones. Uh, he's a guy who'll go to the net. He'll, he's a guy who will block shots. He's doing what you ask him to do. I just don't see like, – you want to move Matt Reed up to the second or third line? Okay. But, like, I want guys who are going to go out there and make plays. That's who I want, and Travis Konechny is a playmaker. Hey, Bill, your three Flyers stars tonight. Uh I'll start with Alex Lyon, 33 saves, and I thought he he did a he did a great job, kind of kind of keeping them in it when they were running around in their own zone so much. I mean, they were caught in there for a while, and the coverage was terrible on uh, many many shifts in this game. Um, you know, allows the three goals, but look at them. You know, uh, I thought Alex Lyon, first star, called Drew another three assist game. Um, maybe not the most consistent game for him, but. Three points is three points. Uh, you win four three, and he had a hand in seventy five percent of your seventy five percent of your goals. Got to give it to him. Um, yeah, Travis Konechny, two goal effort. Uh, absolutely, definitely give Konechny the uh, the other star there. Two and three, you could swap. But I want to give Alex Lyon first star for for what he did, kind of steadying the ship in net. Now, uh, absolutely have to go back to him on Sunday. I don't even think that's that's a question at all. Lion looking more and more confident. Uh, should start against the Pens. 100% agree. I think uh, after what we got out of Morozik the last couple starts, Lion has to give you a reason um, to take him out. And that could very well happen against Pittsburgh. You know, I am not uh, some Alex Lyon, uh, you know, believer here. I just think right at this very moment, he gives you the best chance. Uh, and he has to right now lose the job. That's what has to happen for Alex Lyon to come out of the net for me. Uh, he needs to start at least two of the next three games. They do have a back-to-back -back next week. I wouldn't, I, you know, um, 
maybe you start Morozik against uh, you know on, on one of the ends of the back to back. But right now, Lyon has to lose the job to be taken out, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, what a goal from Voracek. That was a hell of a play, and that's one of those things. I think Charlie O'Connor tweeted it. Um, that talent is why you put up with stuff. And like I've said multiple times when we get into the Voracek conversation, I am not married to any single player uh, in any sport. However, if you are one of those people who's like, they need to move, uh, they need to move Voracek, open up the cap space, blah, 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 okay. But it better it, you have to upgrade. Like in an upgrade over Voracek, there's only a couple of guys in the league who would be an upgrade there, and you just see what he can do. Um, and you know, uh, Giroux with his big night, he and Voracek are the first Flyers uh, Flyers duo with 60 plus assists since uh, Lindros and Brendamore. They were pretty good uh, in 95, 96. So that's what they're bringing this team right now uh, in terms of production. Manning over Haig, what are you smoking? Uh, I didn't say I want Manning in over Haig. I'm saying if you're going to do it like they did tonight, I don't have a problem with one game if Haig needs a reset or whatever, um, you know, mental mental wall, rookie wall, whatever. He's never played this many games in the at the professional level before. Okay, give him a rest, but it just shows the hypocrisy of, oh, Dave didn't like his um, – Dave didn't like his game, so he sat him, you know, this night. But uh, did he did he like every game Brandon Manning played from October 21st through, you know, a week ago? Like, is that what is, is that what you're telling us? You liked him every time he went out there? I want to see more Lion, less Morozik. Please come back soon, Elliot. Yeah, um, Brian Elliott appears to be the answer in net, but until then, I'm willing to ride Lion. Absolutely. My only issue with these flyers is physicality. The fourth line got a lot of plays praised by the announcers because they simply scare the opponents. Because they simply scare their point opponents with their hitting. We need a big hitter on the top three lines, someone that seriously scares the opposition a bit so that they aren't so comfortable. No one's scared out there. No one, I want guys who make plays. Um, that's, you know, if you can get Dustin Bufflin, absolutely. But the problem with this team isn't hitting. It's they need more guys who can go out and make a play. Hack and Manning. <laughs> uh, Provy had to play up to uh, Mask Max. Bullshit. He's playing more loose with Ghost. Doesn't mean it's bad. The two of them together can only get better as time goes by. I agree. I don't want to split up that pair. I think it's a great pair to have. I think it's a real competitive advantage. The teams uh, have to defend both of those guys. They both bring different elements. Both can move the puck. Uh, both can jump in on offense. We all know it. Uh, Ghost can do on offense. You look at Provorov's five-on-five scoring this year because he's never going to put up the big offensive numbers because he's never going to get first power play unit time because Gostas Bear is awesome at it. So you look at the five-on-five scoring numbers this year, Provorov's doing great. Um, he's hit some hiccups here and there, which uh, is going to happen. You know, you're you're relying on what? What's he, 21 years old? You're relying on a 21-year-old. There are going to be ups and downs. You're relying on them to play. Uh, what did he play tonight? Ivan Provorov, 22-56. No other Flyers defenseman was over 20 minutes. So that's what you're asking him to do is be by far your number one defenseman. I think he played like 26 minutes uh, on Tuesday. So 
that's what you're looking at with him. But there's going to be ups and downs. I think he's hit some hiccups recently. I haven't loved his game entirely lately. But, uh, again, long-term potential and um, the ability to, like I said, just go out and make a play, I'm not worried about. Crucify me, but I want Provy to sit a game, relax a little bit. It looks like he's trying too hard, especially when he has the best second half uh, to a pairing possible. Watch the game from up top to evaluate what he does down on the ice. I don't hate the idea, but I just don't see how you can. You, you need every point possible right now, and um, he gives you your best chance to win. Now you're talking about uh, – think about what the defense would be without him. Um, his chance to recover is this offseason. That's what you ask your number one defenseman to be. I know we're asking a lot of them, and I know, like I just got done saying, he's been struggling a bit, but um, I just don't see how you can do it. And I don't, I don't see how you can justify it to everyone else in the room. Like, oh, yeah, we're in, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting 110% out of every single player out here. Yeah, our number one defenseman, he's not playing tonight. I, I, I just don't see how you can do it. Provy looks tired. I agree. Limblom heating up. He looks very comfortable with Patrick. Those two are going to make a lot of plays together. Um, the give-and-go ability, the ability of both of them to get to the net, the ability of uh, Limblom to get to the slot, and the ability of Patrick to distribute from, from, from anywhere. Uh, those two are going to make a ton of plays together. Who wants to bet that Hay gets the Sandheim treatment now? Flyers win despite Manning being Manning, but that's enough for Hack. We'll see. Uh, like I said, I'm fine with the decision to sit Haig if it's just a game, or you know, if it's just um, if it's just to give him a mental reset, maybe give him a chance. Maybe he came back from that injury a little too soon. Give him a chance to just uh, loosen up a little. We'll see. Um, if they continue to play Manning over him. Obviously, that's an issue. But for right now, I'm reserving my uh, I'm reserving my criticism until I see what happens Sunday against Pittsburgh and going forward for the uh, for the last what seven games of the season. I said, yeah, seven games of the season. So we'll see. It's still stunning how big of a turnaround TK had this season. It is considering. I mean, as soon as they put him basically with um with uh. With Giroux and Couturier, he started to play really well. But he wasn't scoring to start this season either. Uh, and after the end of last season he had, uh, I'm sitting there going, is this one of the guys who never uh, – again, it's less than 100 games into his career, you're making evaluations uh, about somebody. But you're looking at him going, is this a guy who maybe just lacks that one thing that stops him from putting it all together? And then, boom, put him with two really good players and – he looks like he belongs. He is a top-line winger in the NHL. That is without a doubt. Provy looks exhausted. Reed is third-line player at best. Yeah, no, I wanted Reed up here in a fourth-line role um, ahead of Laterra and ahead of Weiss. That's why I wanted him here. Uh, bumping him up to the first line is inexcusable, especially when, uh, as far as nobody on the Flyers played better than Travis Konechny. Uh You can like, you know, Giroux had a pretty good game overall, uh, but that third period, he was stuck in his zone with Couturier a ton. Um, nobody, I, don't, I, I think, played better than Konechny yet. Boom, there he is, not on his, not on his line because we want to play defense. I'd rather just play hockey personally, me personally. Um, 
I'd rather just go play hockey, have my best hockey players on the ice, uh, rather than you know move Reed down, move Reed up, and make the line not as talented. With TK scoring two goals and then getting bumped for Reed, does that destroy his confidence because of our idiot coach? No, I, I again I. I I always think about this destroying someone's confidence thing. If the, if one setback is is something that can destroy your confidence, you're not confident to begin with. He looks like a very confident young man. Uh, he he's playing great, and he has to know that and just keep doing what he does. He's going to put up goals. He's going to put up points, and um, you know, eventually, hopefully, this coach figures it out. Uh, he knows. He knows he doesn't deserve to get sat. He knows he's playing really well. Like Vin Diesel said in the Fast and the Furious, it doesn't matter whether you win by an inch or a mile. Uh, yeah, but it does because, you know, we're looking at next game. We're looking at a group of games. If they play this way against Pittsburgh, they're going to get blown out. Hey, Bill, listen to you and Charlie on WIP earlier today. I agree with you 100% that Hack is not the coach of this team in the future. I feel like he's what Bilesma was to Pittsburgh. We have the talent, but the team is being played incorrectly. I hope he's what uh, – I hope he's what Bilesma was to Pittsburgh, get to two cup final, uh, get to two cup finals, uh, have a couple down years, get fired, and then uh, they eventually find the right guy. So that would be great. Concern that Proving Ghost constantly leaving guys alone in front of net resulted in third goal and has burned them often lately. Um, yeah, that's one of the things I feel like they're – because of the fluidity, both of them can play the left and right. I feel like they move around a lot, and that that kind of gets to them sometimes. Maybe they have communication issues in that regard. Um, and both of them want to be instrumental in breaking the puck out because that's both of their strengths in the defensive zone. And to me, um, defensive zone coverage comes second to the breakout. The breakout is the most important thing in hockey. Having those two together to be able to do it is a, is a real advantage. Um, especially now that you have Sanheim on the second pair who can do it. But, yeah, no, defensive zone coverage has been an issue for them, especially recently. I thought uh, a couple of weeks ago they were doing much better uh, in their own zone than I expected them to do. But uh, coverage coverage in, on defense has been an issue for them recently, absolutely. The coaching gets more infuriating every game. I mean, that's been the story of BSH Radio for two years now. Third goal wasn't on the D. It was a read or G misread. I think uh, a lot of guys got discombobulated and out of position on that third goal. Every time Lindblom scores a goal, can we say Lin Boom? Sure. I'm just refusing to call him Lin Bloom because, you know, put two O's in it if that's how you want me to say it. Um, but, uh, yeah, sure. Lynn boom, go for it. The thing is lion is up on an emergency recall. So when Noivert or Elliot get back, he may end up back in the AHL very well could be again. Um, but things might change in that regard. Uh, we'll see.
Stoli may be up, but Muse hasn't been sent down, so that basically means he won't be playing yet. Yeah, uh, Stolarz got called up from Reading to Lehigh today, so just another uh, just another step forward for him. He had a conditioning stint, just kind of getting his legs back under him, getting to see some live pucks, getting to see some game action down in the ECHL. Um, if you're counting on Stolarz coming up uh, – coming up to help this team out in the, at the NHL level this year. I, I mean, they would have to have a real string of injuries, I think, for him to uh, to get time. And uh, listen, I wish Stolarz had been healthy all year, and I wish he had gotten his shot this year because I want to find out about the kid. And it looks like he um, is going to kind of be one of those, uh, like, in-betweeners who, you know, he's coming between guys we have at the NHL level and guys we have – who are prospects, and he's never really going to get that chance to show what he has with this team. He might end up being a decent NHL goalie. Uh, I just don't think he's going to get that chance with this team, especially because of his injury this year. Good to hear you uh, this morning on WIP. Please be a regular. It was great to hear hockey for once on there. Hey, it's great to talk hockey. I love, I love the, uh, I love the guys in the morning show. I love talking hockey wherever I can. Uh, and growing, growing the BSH radio brand. And Charlie was pretty damn good too this morning as well. Penguins game is the big one. Uh, Penguins game is big. Uh, it would be great if they could at least get a point out of going to Pittsburgh. Um, I'm not hopeful about the Penguins game. The thing to me is getting four points out of the back-to-backs, uh, in Dallas and in Colorado. That's that's huge to me is winning those games because I'm not hopeful about the Pittsburgh game. Only way you can scratch Provorov is after they clinch. Yeah, that's that's the um that's the other end is that'll be his chance to rest. If they say they clinch against the Islanders on uh April 3rd or Carolina on April 5th, then he gets to sit a game or two. But other than that, I just don't see how you can take out your number one defenseman. Hextall today said on Sirius, Stoli is ahead of schedule, but still have high hopes for him going into future. Uh, yeah, no. I, listen, I think it could vary. Uh, your AHL goalies next year are probably, probably Stolars and... Um, Probably Stolarz and Hart. Maybe it's Lyon and Hart. If Stolarz is up here, if they figure out what they're doing with the goalie situation up here, maybe they move Neuvert, um, don't re-sign Morozik, and uh, I don't know, maybe. And then it's 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 Elliot and Stolarz up here next year. But I, I, I like the kid. He showed promise when he was up here. And, of course, he was a second-round pick. What was that, 2012 when they drafted him? So he's got some potential. Um, he just had a run of bad luck this year. Patrick looks like a mix between G and Voracek. Uh, I think he's going to end up being a better shooter than both of them. Um, Giroux has the ability to shoot. He hasn't pulled the trigger nearly as uh, as much as maybe some of us would like. But I think um, he's going to be a better shoot-off-the-rush um, kind of guy. Uh, I think, you know, G has the big one-timer, I think, uh, Patrick will eventually develop an ability to uh, maybe take a slap shot off the rush. Also uh, cut to the middle and take wrist shots that he can clang off the, you know, clang off the crossbar down and things like that. But um, yeah, uh, he, he looks like he's going to be a real damn good player. I know a lot of us were nervous about him. Uh, first half of the season, he's coming back from the, uh, coming back from the abdominal surgery. He gets the concussion. He's just giving them nothing. 
of the season, but man, has he really stepped up and looked like the uh, looked like the guy they wanted when they drafted him. Who is most improved? Uh, yeah, this is something that came up on um, this is something that came up uh, on Twitter tonight with uh, what is it? The Pelly Lindbergh Trophy for most improved flyer. You ask Coots, Ghost, or TK. You can't discount Ghost's uh, evolution in the defensive end. Um, Travis Konechny has a great case, and he just keeps looking awesome. But Couturier never had 40 points before, and what's he at now? He's got over 40 assists, I believe. Uh, is he right at 40 assists? Where are you, Couturier? Uh, he, I mean, he's a 30-goal scorer. What was his – doubling his career high of, what, 15? Uh, yeah, career high 15, he's got 30. Yeah, 40 assists, 70 points. I mean, he's doubled pretty much all of his career numbers. I don't know how you don't give it to Couturier. But I think Konechny has a hell of a case. I mean, like I said, think about what – I think on Tuesday's postgame, think about what we thought about Travis Konechny at this point last year and what the co- how the coach was using him, how he looked on the ice, and think about what he looks like right now. Again, I don't think there was a player out there better than him tonight. I love lo- watching Patrick with the puck. His skating style bent forward and puck possession reminds me of Yager. Not saying he's Yager, just similar. Yeah, no, uh, that – the the fact that he's a big guy and he uses his long reach to control the puck, uh, and I think he's going to develop even more of a good give-and-go game and shooting off the rush and playing both ways. He definitely has some similarities to Yager um, in the way he controls the puck, and he's only going to get better. Um, yeah, agree with that 100%. Really love watching the guy play. Flyers with 88 points, seven games to go. How many points do you think uh, they need in the final seven to make it into the playoffs? Uh, and the next comment, 14 points on the table. How many do we get? Uh, say they get 10, I think they're in. So I think that's a good I think that's a good number. Noivert and Morozik will be gone in the offseason. Um, that's how I'd handle the situation now. It just depends on how confident you are in Stolars that one. He can be a guy you depend on to be your backup in the NHL and backing up a, what, 33- or 34-year-old Brian Elliott at that point. Um, and if he's, you know, totally healthy, I guess he is if they're throwing him, in, throwing him into games and stuff. Um, so I guess he's he's fully recovered. Uh, but it's just about how confident you are that he can be a reliable backup behind Brian Elliott, who is on the older side of things. 95 points ought to do it, 97 for sure. Yeah, I'm hoping for 10 points in these 14 games, I think. Or in these uh, 10 out of 14 is what I'm hoping for is in these seven games. All of them, every game and point counts. Some help from other teams playing spoiler would be nice too. Absolutely. I will say, however, if Washington is going to win this division and Pittsburgh is going to finish second, it's more advantageous if you're most interested in the Flyers winning around, I think, to run into the Capitals in the first round than the Penguins. So you're going to be in that wild card. You're going to not let, but if Columbus finishes ahead of the Flyers and the Flyers get that first wild card, uh, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. That said, I want to win as many games in the regular season as humanly possible um, and then let the chips fall where they may. So I'm kind of torn on it. 
But uh, if your thing is looking at matchups and saying, I really would like to see the Flyers win a round for the first time since 2012, I want the Caps. A win is a win. Don't like some of the decisions, but I won't complain about the two points. I'm not complaining about the two points. I'm worried about how they played and what it'll look like against superior teams. You know, the Rangers are bad. They're not good. All their good players are gone, um, and they're way out of it falling in the standings. Uh, You play like this against Pittsburgh, you're not going to get those two points. You'll be lucky to get one. Vin Diesel should replace Hack. Uh, would be interesting. Manning is done after this season. Reed is gone. Yes, yeah, something I was. Uh, I've we've talked about multiple times. Uh, I can't think of a player under Hackstall or under Hextall, excuse me, under the GM Ron Hextall, who has reached UFA and been brought back. Uh, I'm trying to like. Um, was Nick Schultz re-signed? Was that him? I can't remember. I think that was in season. I'm trying. I can't remember a guy who actually reached the off season of his contract year and was brought back. Uh, I just off the top of my head, Belmar Neuvert last year re-signed right at the trade deadline. Um, the guys that have reached UFA, I'm fairly certain, uh, have been let to have been let to test free agency and ultimately leave. Uh, I guess Jordan Wheel. I guess Jordan Wheel is the is the exception there, and that was just like a uh, – I feel like Hexall kind of told him, go find out what you're worth and come back to us kind of situation because, you know, the Jordan Wheel situation was very odd in that, you know, never really got a shot in the NHL, came up, looked real good, but how much are you going to judge a guy by – what did he play last year, 20 games? Was it even 20? I can't – can't remember off the top of my head here. Uh where are you, Jordan Wheel? There you are. He played 23 games last year. So, yeah, 12 points in 23 games. Uh, it was just to find out what your market is and come back to us kind of situation. Doesn't matter what Columbus does here rest of the season. They'll get swept by Pens anyhow. They own Bob. Sure. Um, just takes Bob getting hot, though. That's the, you know, a hot goalie kind of settles everything. And I know Bob's playoff track record, but I tend not to look at that stuff because it's just such a small sample size. Um, you know, all it takes is one hot series, and then they're off to the races. But, yeah, I mean, the Penguins are better than Columbus. I'll give you that. Absolutely. Dropkick and flogging Molly this summer. I saw. I'm kind of interested in seeing him up at Asbury. Snuck those two points out. Too many open chances against a low, a lowly Rangers team. Yeah, this team gives up so many odd man rushes, and I know that's kind of the Rangers. Um, that's kind of the Rangers' strategy, and the Flyers' strategy is to get their defense involved. So it kind of works, you know, one against the other. Uh, but, you know, they're looking to spring odd man rushes, and you still give as many up as you did. It, just not a not – a, it was an ugly win. Again, got two points. That's huge. But didn't love what I saw out there tonight. 
Ah, Bill, boo, on your confidence versus Pittsburgh. In the words of public enemy, they will bring the noise. Hey, I'd love to see it. We have a, uh, we have a Patreon watch party uh, at a secret location. If you are on our highest level of uh, subscribers, you get to get invited to these watch parties. We have a Patreon watch party on Sunday for the Pittsburgh game. I would love for it to be an awesome game. I would love for it to be a big win against those goddamn Penguins. Um, watching what I've seen over the last two nights... I don't, I don't see it. Of the teams that are uh, ahead and behind us, which other teams besides the pen concern, Pens concern you the most? Uh, like I said, um, you know, Columbus has a goaltender, again, although he has uh, doesn't maybe have the playoff track record. They have a goaltender who's capable of stealing them games and potentially stealing a series. So you got to worry about Columbus. Uh, not thinking about the Atlantic too much right now, although Florida is really surging. Um, they did just lose to uh, the Blue Jackets 4 nothing. Not overly concerned about New Jersey. And the Flyers do have, uh, what, six points on the Devils. Are they playing tonight? Did they play? I don't even know. Uh, but I guess Columbus is the team that concerns me the most out of the other division teams just because they have a goalie who can who can just beat you. You can outplay Columbus and still lose. That's, uh, that's my concern there. Carter Hart won't be up for at least two to three years. I'm hoping more on the one to two scale. But you know how I feel about goaltenders. I don't like them. And I don't like them because I don't understand them. Nobody understands them. Uh, it could be five years before he's here. And then he could become Patrick Wah. That's their voodoo. They're, they're, they're random and crazy, and you have no idea. Hack on Konechny benching in the third period. He wasn't uh, protecting the puck well. He needed to do a better job, and he knows that. He was an impact player for us offensively, but it, later he wasn't playing the right way. <sighs> Man. Okay. <laughs> All right, if that's how you feel, Coach. Uh, I get it. I. And when it's Raffle, um, when it's Raffle in that situation and maybe a bump you know, connect down a line or two. You don't just outright bench him. Um, I don't have as much of a problem with it because Raffle can skate. Um, you know, I'm a fan of Matt Reed. I, I personally, I'm a fan of Matt Reed. I I'm a big fan of how he got to the NHL and carved out a niche for himself and made this career for himself. I'm glad he's up here. I'm glad he's finally getting another shot in the NHL because he belonged here all year over some of the guys who are playing over him. But uh, his skating has deteriorated. Uh, when it's Michael Roffel in that spot, I don't hate it as much. And if you're still giving Konechny some time, but maybe sheltering him on the second or third line, um, that's better than just stapling him to the bench. I just don't like this Matt Reed. Uh, like, Couturier must, when he's out there with Matt Reed, just be like, I thought this was over. I thought we were past this. Like, oh my God, like the dude's a zombie. Like, he can't, like, I scored 30 goals. I have 70 points and I'm back with Matt Reed. Uh. <laughs> Do you think Frost will play his way on this team next year? I would love to see it. I would be so happy if Morgan Frost got here. Um, 
but a combination of the way they're talking about him with his size, like at the uh, Flyers season ticket holders season ticket holder town hall, this came up, and people asked, yeah, people asked about Morgan Frost, and they were told, listen, if Morgan Frost was in this room with us right now, and you looked at him, you would understand our concerns about his size. He is a slight guy. Um, you know, he'll grow into his body and he'll grow up. My my counter to that is it doesn't appear to be holding Johnny Goudreau back. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like I said about Konechny not on the ice at the end, I want hockey players. I don't care how big they are. I don't care what role they play. I just want guys who are the best at hockey. And if Morgan Frost is one of the 12 forwards who is the best at hockey, he needs to be here. Figure out a way to protect him. Figure out a way to use him that you can utilize his skill. Um, but he, if he's one of the 12 best forwards, he absolutely should be here. Um, that said, I'm not hopeful. I think it's another year. I think it's one more year. But would love to see it. I look pale? I don't know. It's kind of just the way I look. In five years in their prime, who's Mr. Clutch, TK or Patrick? Uh, I would love for Konechny to be that um, to be that little Danny Briere out there. Patrick looks like a complete player, though, and he looks like a guy you're going to be able to uh, – he looks like a guy who's going to be playing late in games, sealing games, and things like that, so – uh, if I had to choose, probably Patrick, but nothing would make me happier if it was Konechny. Five and two ending to the season would be excellent. Four and three, and they're probably still in, but it's close. Yeah, and I just want to like feel as confident as possible about this team heading into the playoffs. And the more games they win, doing like you know, if they go seven and zero here. Sign me up. I'm buying tickets. I'm not going to be doing these post games because I'm going to be there cheering and chanting. You know, like I won't be. I'll be doing these post games. Uh, but, you know, I, I would love to see it. Hello from Canada. What's up, Jerry? Good to see you. Are you related to Rick? Jerry DiPietro? Moran, Martel, Stolarz all lose their waiver exemption next season. Who's on the team next year? We all know Hexy uh, doesn't want to lose prospects for nothing. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, it depends on how they work the goalie situation. And you can keep three goalies, so we'll see. Uh, maybe they long-term or come to an injury settlement with Neuvert or Trade them, figure something out, buy them out. I don't know. Um, but you are going to have some roster spots next year, and I think all three of those guys can play their way into the lineup. Uh, Moran, it's a question of what they really think about him. Because um, next year you're looking at uh, – it, it dep also depends on what they do with Gudis because they have six. Like Moran might be used as a you know six seven guy. Uh, not I, I that's funny because it's his height, but like a six slash seven guy. Maybe he's not in the lineup every night. We're gonna find out what they think about Sam Moran next year, which is something I'm really, really interested in. Uh and Donique Martel, I would love to see him get into the lineup. I would love to see his speed and skill uh injected into the bottom six. That's something I think they badly need. The nice thing is while Columbus has an easy easy schedule left, 
both New Jersey and Florida have much uh, rougher schedules. New, New Jersey faces a lot of tough teams, and Florida has a ridiculously tight schedule. As of two days ago, they had four back-to-backs left. Yeah, um, it, like we were talking about last time, John, it's always nice to have those uh, those games in hand when you're like, okay, we can make up some ground here. Um, but then you got to play them, and – it takes it takes a lot out of you to play an NHL game, and you know you get one guy banged up, you have one bad goaltending performance. All of a sudden, those games in hand are meaningless. Caps would be ideal. Would make facing the Pens in a later round. Uh, yeah, I would rather face the Pens after having the confidence of winning a round uh, personally, because uh, I can see the way this team the way this team goes up and down. I can see the Pens coming out in a game one of a playoff series and getting three in the first period, and then the Flyers are never in the series. Uh, Schultz was re-signed in season. That's what I thought. Okay. Oh, wow, I'm really behind on the comments, huh? Do you think they replace Murphy as defensive coach in the offseason with all the defensive breakdowns this year? Uh, listen, I have no idea what they're doing with their coaching staff because you'd think they would have at some point, you know, replaced Ian LaPerriere considering the uh, the penalty kill is absolute garbage, but they haven't. So, I who knows? Rangers always seem to play the Flyers hard, so not surprised. Losing to the Red Wings uh, in the way they did was inexcusable. Yeah, no, I mean, I know the Rangers are going to come out motivated. It's just that the Flyers are a better team, and these are incredibly meaningful games. They need to come out and get four goals in the first period against this team, as far as I'm concerned. Their backup goalies in. They, none of their good players are still here. This should have been a rout. Um you know, if the Penguins get a couple, make it a game halfway through or something, make it look closer than it was, whatever. But the Flyers should have played better tonight. That's that's all. I think third time's the charm. They'll take care of the Pens if they meet in the postseason this year. Again, would love to see it. If they were to beat the Penguins in the playoffs, I would be the biggest fan. I would be the happiest one here in the postgames talking to all of you guys. Every no every New York team, no matter the sport, plays our teams hard. Some face up to the challenge, others not so much. Hey Bill, are you doing the post game on Sunday? Um, we um we have the secret location Patreon watch party, so it'll probably be a group effort. Um, me, Kelly, and Steph will probably all do it together. Would be my guess. Bill, thoughts on Hogan returning to WWE? Oh, is he? That's interesting. Um, I mean, he was going to come back eventually, just, you know, after all the uh, yelling racist shit died down. I don't love it. I, I'm over Hulk Hogan. Why? But, you know, it's WrestleMania season. They're going to bring back the legends. Wrestling fans are, uh, you know, super forgiving when it comes to uh, being a scumbag, so... Not surprised. Don't love it, though. Before the Cups, we owned them in their arena. Well, yeah, we did own the Penguins for a bit, but then, you know, Sidney Crosby of Genie Malkin happened. 
announcers really talked up Manning in this game. Don't know what they are seeing. They work for the team. The announcers work for the team. They are team employees, like just like the coach, just like the training staff. They they work for the team. Boston is going to win the East. They just have a magic about them this year. Boston's a good team, and they're kind of fun to watch. I am just dying for a Nashville-Tampa Bay um, Stanley Cup final. I just think those are the two most entertaining teams. Those are the two teams that would I would love for it to go to seven. I would love for every game to go three overtime. Uh, I think that would be the best possible series. But Boston's damn good, absolutely. Thoughts on the Lightning versus Islanders game? The final score was 7-6. Damn. Let's check it out. How did it go? I'll look at the box score right now. I've been in here with you all night. Uh, Islanders got Islanders outshot them 41-36. Uh, Tampa got out to a 2-0 and 3-1, 4-1 lead. Tampa had leads of 2 nothing, 3-1, 4-1, 4-3, 5-3, 6-3, 7-3, and then, yeah, they, the Islanders got three goals in the third to make it 7-6. So that's a wild game. Um, Lightning led the whole way. Uh, crazy game, though. It seems like it was a lot of fun to watch. He said TK wasn't protecting the, the puck as well in the D zone, Hack said. Yeah, he, ha he had one really bad play, and it was reminiscent of the plays low in his zone he was making last year where he's just kind of soft on the puck uh, down low and turned it over. And I wondered if that was going to get held against him, and I guess that was the play that did it. Which is better for the Flyers right now, Blue Jackets losing or Florida losing? Um, Florida, because Florida is a team, uh, you know, as the division teams are going to be the division teams, and those three will make it in some uh, in some sense. If Florida jumps in, uh, all of a sudden, you know, your the three playoff spots you're fighting for turn into two. Benching TK and overusing uh, Philt, Manning, and Gudis at the end is vintage Hackstall. It's so predictable and horrible. Does, uh, I agreed. John says, better for overall playoff chances for Jackets to win, worse for getting third in the Metro, though. Yeah, and that's where I am, since it looks like um, Washington is going to win the division, I'm not concerned about third in the Metro. Although I do want to accumulate as many points as possible. They end up running into the Penguins in the first round. It's not the end of the world. But uh, I want to win a round. So I'd rather see the team the Flyers match up best against, and that's Washington. <laughs> Frost in two to three years? I'll be real surprised if it's, not, if it's more than two. Um, I'll be real surprised if it's more than two. Is Lyon playing his way into next year's backup role? He very well could be. I think we're going to have kind of a – I mean, it depends on what happens with Neuvert because he's still under contract. I really don't think they're going to be re-signing Morozik at this point because it's going to cost you, one, money, and two, um, 
you know, a draft pick, and Hextall doesn't like to lose those. Uh, so it doesn't look like they'll be resigning him, but it all comes down to what happens with Neuvert, and then I think we could very well have a, uh, you know, a training camp battle. Stolarz, Lyon, and Neuvert all for that backup spot, and who knows what happens with Elliott. The goalie is going to be a, a position to watch this offseason. Frost can't be any smaller than Kane was at 18, just saying. I understand what you're saying there, David. Uh, and, hey, I would absolutely, again, would absolutely love it if Morgan Frost is Patrick Kane, but you're talking about one of the best players in the league since he's been drafted. I mean, the, I hope that's what Morgan Frost is, but you're talking about a very special talent, though. And I know I did the same thing with Goudreau. Um, the difference to me, Goudreau, you know, what was he, a fourth-round pick? Was he a fifth? I think he was a fourth-round pick. Uh, and not as highly touted, had to earn his way, and then, you know, had to prove it to people. Peter Kane never had to prove anything to anybody. He was first overall pick. Mitch Marner has built like a 13-year-old. He's been pretty good. Yeah, we're finally going to move past this size bias in the NHL. It's happening, sl happening slowly but surely. Um, listen, I want to see Morgan Frost here. I want to see him here right now. <laughs> like, bring him up right now if you could, but uh, we'll see what happens. You're not pale, you're glowing. It's the lights in here, man. I have, like, reddish lights. Like a pregnant woman. Thank you, Nathaniel. You think Patrick could become a Yeiserman-esque player? <laughs> listen. If he, come, if he becomes Stevie Y, uh, like, I'll, I'll get a big back tattoo of just Nolan Patrick. Like, yeah, sure. I believe he could become one of the best players ever. I think Hack stole a hat trick from TK today. He was on fire, and Hack keeps throwing water on him. It's, it's a, I didn't love the move. And like I said, if it's Michael Roffel in that spot, and you're not just, um, let me look at the – I got to look at the time on ice charts. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I, you know, we can hang out for a little while tonight. I'm not, like, in a big rush to end this one. I'm having fun talking to you guys. Uh, where are you, TOI Flyers? Here we are. Uh, Travis Konechny in the third period had four shifts, a uh, total of 228, and did not play after – the 720 mark of the uh, did not play after the 720 mark of the third period. So the last seven minutes and 20 seconds, he was stapled to the bench. Uh, yeah, I really, really don't like that. Again, you know, if Raffles healthy, maybe you can bump him up there and you move TK down a line or two. You don't just say, yeah, you're done. Like, come on. That's just bad. Weiss would look good next year in a Yotes jersey. Weiss would look good in any jersey, a Phantoms jersey, a Beer League jersey, any jersey that isn't a Philadelphia Flyers jersey. I'd be all for. Phil Polarito, Dewey, and Manning are all UFAs at the end of the season. Do you think they're all just walking? Can we possibly trade any of them for anything? I mean, the trade deadline's over. I don't know who would trade for these guys' rights. Um, why would anyone want? Val Philpola's rights. Matt Reed's been able to um, Matt Reed's been able to seek his agent has had permission to seek a trade all year, and here he is. So why would anyone want Matt Reed? Johnny Oduya doesn't look like he can skate. Brandon Manning. Why would somebody 
trade for exclusive negotiating rights for, uh, you know, sixth or seventh defenseman. Hopefully Frost will bulk up, bulk up, kills it in camp preseason, and forces Hexy to keep him on the roster. That would be excellent. That would be absolutely amazing. I would be enthralled if that situation were to occur. Pens have won eight straight playoff series. That needs to end. It does. It does. Bill, the Flyers have an amazing goalie coach in Kim. Does he get to talk to guys like Carter during their junior season, or do they not talk? Just curious how that works. Um, I don't know how much. I that's a that's a good question. I don't know how much contact players have with um have with their organizations in season while you know they're in in uh, in the CHL or or overseas. Uh, I don't think it's much. I bet you, you know, maybe they text if, uh, you know, the coach is watching a game and he sees something, maybe he uh, maybe he shoots him a text. But coaches also don't like to step on other coaches' toes. Uh, I don't know how much, you know, Everett's, uh, Everett's goalie coach would appreciate, uh, you know, kind of having to look over. And I know that's a crazy thing to think sometimes. Like, what is this, you know, junior hockey coach uh, how's he going to tell an NHL coach? But I, I just don't think it would be a – if I were to guess, I would say it's not a ton of communication to answer your question. That's what – that's my guess. Only team you'd see want Manning would be Yotes and or Sabres. Uh, Edmonton, man, you know, they, they want to toughen up. You get that guy in there, get him with Connor McDavid, the former rivals. Join up. <laughs> How much fun would that be? Maybe the Oilers. There you go, Nikki. I didn't even read your next comment down. Well done. Um, will Hackstall lose his mind when Manning walks in the offseason? Will any other NHL team sign him? I'm willing to bet an NHL team signs him. Uh, absolutely. Um, later. Updates. Later. Remind me tomorrow. I've been saying for two years. Uh, will any other team sign him? Yeah, I, I mean, he didn't lose it when Vandevelde walked. Um, you know, these, whenever they haven't re-signed somebody in season, as far as I can remember, they've walked. So, uh, except for Jordan Wheel. So, we'll see, I guess. Boston has done a very similar rebuild as ours, except their organization is more willing to play the kids to fill out their lineup instead of washed-up vets like us. Uh, somewhat. A lot of people were talking about that Ryan Donato call-up and why the Flyers don't do something like that. The Flyers you know, did call up Sanheim and Lindblom you know, basically at the trade deadline uh, in, in similar fashion. I don't think they have you know, a prospect who's as ready as Donato. Uh, you know, the kid went out and scored five goals at the Olympics. Um, a player of the year candidate. Uh, and he got in the lineup because they were missing like four or five of their top six forwards. So it's kind of a different situation. But I will say that the Peng or the Penguins, the Bruins are uh, in a similar situation to us in that they have a, a veteran core group who they've kept together and is still good. 
and they've integrated young players really well. Um, there are a lot of similarities between the Flyers and Bruins. I think some of the criticism the Flyers take for uh, keeping guys down too long is overblown, but I've said all year the Sanheim situation has and has been a travesty. Hashtag travesty. That's mine. Trademarked. Good comment, though, Anthony. Uh, Hack is a genius. You all know it. Yeah, he's uh, he does so much crazy shit, no one's going to be able to game plan for him in the playoffs. That's one thing. This is not a playoff coach. They won, they won tonight despite him. Something to be said for that. I don't disagree there, Paul. Uh, is Marodi worth a high third, or did Chia get fleeced again? Um, the fact that I mean, he led the Big Ten in scoring. He had a good year. He's had a good career in the NCAA overall. Uh, whenever he's been on the ice, he's been good. You know, he uh, had the breakout freshman year, academically ineligible, um, you know, for the first half of his sophomore year. Uh, this year, led the Big Ten in, uh, led the Big Ten in points. He's very looks like he's going to be a very good player. Um, the report that came out today, I can't. I wish I could remember who I read it from, but I think it was just one of those things that was out there, so I'll just say it without citing it. But it's not me. I'm not a reporter. Somebody who is a reporter um, said he's kind of hell-bent on testing uh, unrestricted free agency. And honestly, I can't blame him uh, because he was so underdrafted. Uh, he broke out during his NCAA career. Um, maybe he tops out as a bottom six forward. And if you can get a third for him, the fact that if you knew he wasn't going to sign, he's just not going to stay. So he's going to leave for nothing anyway. Um, yeah, got something for him. It's a good trade. Um, we'll see what he turns into. The fact that the Oilers are the team that wanted him gives me hope that he's like, you know, a good fourth liner and not, you know, the next Oscar Limblom. My goodness, the hack haters are out tonight. Who do you think the Flyers can replace him with right now? Right now, nobody. And I'm, I said all, after they got through December without firing him, um, or after they got through the 10-game losing streak and then into December and they started winning without firing him, obviously you missed your window. You got to stick with him through the season. Uh, he's the best available for the next 6 to 12 months. I disagree. You got to see what happens with other teams. There's some coaches who might become available at the end of this uh, at the end of this season, and I don't think you keep a coach just to keep him if it's not working. Uh, that said, I, I, I will be surprised if he gets fired, and while I want him to be, I don't think it's the end of the world if he's back for one more season because they have taken a step forward this year. <laughs> Bill, thoughts on the Eagles signing Mike Wallace from Baltimore today? Oh, all you hockey heads are going to love that we're talking football on the uh, – on the hockey show. Um, good replacement for Tory Smith, veteran guy. Had a, had a, you know, 31, he's a veteran. He's not what he used to be, but I do believe him to be an upgrade over Tory Smith. And uh, it's a spread it around offense. I think, you know, two, three catches a game for him. He could maybe break, you know, a couple 40-yard plays here and there, some long plays. Uh, still has that athleticism. Uh Good signing. I think it's a good veteran signing there. Um, proved last year that it's not always 100% about just the on-field stuff. You have an experienced veteran 
much cheaper than Torrey Smith and probably better than Torrey Smith. So a uh, good signing there. You're going to hopefully see more Mac Hollins, you know, Alshon and uh, Alshon and Ertz are still your primary targets. You have Nelson Aguilar in the slot. So as you know, your, your fourth target before you even get to the, uh, before you even get to the backs, you know, pretty, pretty good signing there. I think they upgraded the position. Hart and Noivy will be in uh, Lehigh Valley next season. Lyon will be back up next season. Not sure about Stolar's possible backup. Um, yeah, they they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of question marks about what the goalie position is going to be next year. Uh, I'm looking forward. That's a that's a camp battle actually worth watching next year because it's a it's a clearly a position of need. It has been a position of need for my entire life basically. Um, so we'll see how it turns out. I think it's a little early to uh, to assign roles. I would love to see, um, you know, Elliot and then whoever wins it out of uh, out of Lyon and Stolarz. I because I just don't know how you can put trust in Neuvert again. Uh, you, you either you know wave him, maybe someone grabs him off of waivers, or you, you put him in the AHL and it's him and Carter Hart, and then you have a uh, a veteran to pair along Carter Hart, a guy with NHL experience. To kind of help him along in his development. Uh, not the worst thing in the world. We'll see how it turns out, though. It's it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting situation um, at camp and throughout the season. I mean, look at look at what's going on right now. Anthony Stolarz would have been this team's starter at one point this season, you know. So it's not like you go with your you go with your two right away and then that's it. Um, maybe they they stash someone in the ECHL. Uh, like an Alex Lyon, just to keep him fresh, keep him starting. We'll see. It's a lot of possibilities in the, in the net this year. Uh, next year, I guess. Not looking to replace the coach right now, just looking for him to stop making the same poor decisions over and over. Very stubborn coach. Very well put, Paul. Very well put. I know uh, John says, I know prospect guys that love Marodi and others who think he's an AHL, NHL bubble guy. Corey Pronman heard Marodi. Okay, it was Pronman. That's who it was. Said he heard Marodi was aiming for free aims to see, and in that case, getting a third is a good move. Yeah, like I said, if um, if he's not gonna sign, you got something for him, and that's good. And while you want to keep all your prospects, you want to see him turn out. You want to have this deep prospect pool. The fact that they have the deepest prospect pool in hockey, um allows them to be able to make these moves. They have potentially two first-round picks this year. Uh, now they get a third in 2019 for a guy who wasn't going to stay. Good stuff. Enjoy the post-games as always. Thanks, Nikki. Uh, Hacksat, TK, Wheel, and Lots all at the same time. Maybe he doesn't know which one is which. Eddie Olchak announces he's cancer free. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that on a, I heard that, or I, I heard that. I read that on Twitter. That's that's really good news. Way to go. Um, that's awesome. Where do you see G finishing in the all-time Flyers point leaders? Great to see this guy having monster year in his thirties. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. Let's uh, give that a look. Let's give the, let's give the old list a look. Uh. This is not going to have his uh, totals for tonight, I don't believe, but we'll just be able to make do with that. Where are you, goddamn leaders? Here we are. 
career leaders, points. Uh, yeah, he's ahead of Lindros in fifth, uh, 662. So what's he at, 665 now? Is that where he is? Uh, I'm asking you, like, I'm not even, I'm scrolling, so I can't even see if you were to answer. Uh, where are you, G? Yeah, three more assists tonight. So for his career, 665. Um, Rick McLeish has 697. So he's, what, uh, 32 points behind McLeish for fourth. So he'll pass him next year. So he's going to be top four by next year. And then uh, Brian Propp is third with 849. Bill Barber is second with 883. Bobby Clark is first with 12-10. It'll be, uh, yeah, so good chance he doesn't pass Clark, but uh, I need to do some math, and I'm really bad at math, so I'm going to have to pull out the old calculator here. Yeah, God damn it, just open. Uh, Barber has 883 minus his 665 is 218 points. Uh, behind Bill Barber. What is, uh, how much time is left on Giroux's contract? Let's see, cap friendly, Claude Giroux, this year, seven games left, and then one, two, three, four seasons left. Uh, so right now, say he doesn't score another point for the rest of the season, he finishes the year uh, 218 points behind Bill Barber for second place. Uh, let's divide that by four. Uh, so he'd need 55 points a year to pass Bill Barber over the next four seasons, and that's given he doesn't score another point for the rest of the season, blah, blah, blah. It looks like he has a real good chance at second place all time. Uh, let's look at the assists just for funsies. Uh, 456, so he has 459 now. Uh, 463 is Barber, so he'll probably pass him before the end of the year. He'll pass Brian Prop uh, next year. He has 480 in second place. And Bobby Clark has 852, so 852 minus uh, 459, 393. Uh, a little bit tougher to catch Clark there in assists, but it looks like he's going to finish second in both assists and points, uh, is my guess. That's It looks like he's going to be able to accomplish both of those feats. Good question, Brendan. That was fun. Uh, Hexy said to uh, he said it on Sirius that Stoli is uh, one of the most athletic goalies he's seen. Worked hard and ahead of schedule. Yeah, I, I really want to see what Stolarz has. He's been in the he's been in the system so long, and of course he won my heart uh, when he slashed. I think it was Joshua Hosang uh, in the head a couple years ago. So uh, very Hextoli in there. <laughs> I uh, I want to see what the kid has, and given you know all the options ahead of him, Elliot in a um, Ellie in the in the starters role, but not quite a tandem. But Elliot's the starter, but he's you know Stolarz maybe getting you know, 35, 40 percent of the starts, something like that. Wouldn't bother me at all. 
A good coach doesn't wait for Haig to make multiple egregious pinches that lead to goals uh, against over the course of a few games and then decide to scratch him as punishment tonight. All of a sudden, I'm just not convinced of, convinced of uh, hack style with young players. Uh, I don't I, – I just don't – I'm different than other people in that I don't mind the way he's treated most of the young guys. And again, Sandheim travesty uh but i don't hate the way he's treated all the young guys especially like uh, you know all of a sudden connectney's on the first line yeah you know he gets benched tonight and everything that's stupid um but i don't hate the way he's treated all the young guys i think a lot of them have gotten a real shot especially um um especially the way he's stuck with nolan patrick i've talked about that numbers number of times this year um, my stuff is in game. Uh, my stuff is why, why is the penalty kill so bad? Why are the goalies running to the ground the way they are? Like all these situations that come up, why is Valtteri Filppula being used, um, you know, in a matchup against Sidney Crosby and shit like that? Like, that's my biggest problem with, with hack. If Joel Quenville leaves Chicago, he should be the Flyers' next uh, next head coach next season. When did Quenville become? Because while he is like a coach of a winning team and all that, like he took over a team that had quite a bit of young talent on it. Uh, Okay, so yeah, he comes in in 08-09, and they get to the conference final, and then the next year uh, he comes in, what, yeah, early in that season. He comes in four games in 08-09. Wow, that's crazy. Um, and they get to the conference finals, and then the next year they win the Cup. So that's that's a young team he takes over there uh, and gets them there. And I think even though he's kind of – I always think of Ken Hitchcock um, when I say this in that uh, – Ken Hitchcock is the coach of a good team. Peter Laviolette as well. Uh, you need to you need to put a team over the top. You have the pieces to win, like Lavi did here in 2010, like he did, like he does now in uh, in Nashville. He comes in and coaches a team that's ready to win right now. He's the guy who he's that missing piece. When your players are your players and you're still missing something, you bring in a Laviolette. Uh, Ken Hitchcock, I think, it was the same way. More so, like in his prime as a coach, he's. He, I think he's kind of – I think the game is past hitch by a little bit. Um, I don't think of him the same way as I did years ago. But, like, when he's coaching the Flyers to conference final appearances, um, he's that guy. It's a veteran team ready to win right now. He's the coach for that team. Um, Quenville, I feel like he's going to – that's going to be his next job. Like, he's going to have uh, – he's going to coach a superstar, you know. Um, but – Maybe because he has uh, he has experience taking over uh, a young team and getting them to that next level. He's a he's a good candidate. If if like like you said, if Quenville becomes available, I'll bring him in in a heartbeat. That's not even a question. I wouldn't even tell I wouldn't even tell Hackstall he's fired. I'd just be like, you didn't know. Like Joel Quenville became available. You just didn't assume. You were come on. I don't know if Ignoyvert is going to be done with the Philadelphia organization. He had his moments, but he's gone after next season, if not sooner. I said uh, when when he went down the last time, he went on IR. Um, he would played his last game in a Flyers uniform. I'll be really surprised. 
hey, Bill, is Sandstrom planning to come over next year or stay in the SHL more? He would make the goalie log jam even larger. I cannot remember if it was a one- or two-year deal he signed over there, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that situation. If Hack wins a playoff round, does Hexy give him a play, uh, contract extension? I mean, he doesn't really need a contract extension. He has two or three years left on his deal, depending on who you've heard, if it's a five- or a six-year deal. So, I mean, it's not like he's he's in need of a of an extension. Wouldn't mind running an Elliott Lyon combo next year in NHL and Stolarz Hart in AHL. Yeah, either one. It's going to be a camp battle. Uh, comes down to what happens with uh, with Stol with uh, with Nui Vert and then you know what happens with Morozik. I'm assuming they don't resign him. I mean, he's basically lost the starter's job to what amounts to a mediocre AHL goalie in Alex Lyon. He's playing very well right now. I'm very happy for Alex Lyon getting a shot, making the most of it, uh, playing very well. I think he was, you know, earlier when someone asked me to name my three stars, he's absolutely one of them tonight. So, um, you know, playing great. But look at his numbers in the AHL. It's not like he was setting the world on fire down there either. Uh, so to lose to lose the job to him shows you how poorly Morozik was playing, so I doubt he comes back, and then it comes down to what happens with Neuvert, and then who wins a camp battle if it's Lyon and Stolarz. Again, fun position battle to watch. Did we trade Cooper Marodi specifically to get back our 2019 draft pick? We have so many prospects, and he may be a good NHLer one day, but he likely wouldn't have room on the Flyers, so perhaps we're banking on getting another player for years down the road when we need one. Uh, he wasn't going to come back. You know, um, he has expressed an interest in testing free agency. And as a guy who was drafted in the sixth round and then went on to have the NCAA career that he had, I don't blame him. Uh, you only get so many contracts in the NHL. Um, he was underdrafted. I don't blame him for wanting to go out and at least try to, you know, get that UFA experience. Say, yeah, I'm picking my team. Why wouldn't I? I would legit trade Hack for Joel Quenville and some picks. You know what? <laughs> that or you have two first-round picks this year. <laughs> that organization is badly in need of some draft capital and some assets. Um, I'm for it. You think if we weren't up to, you think uh, TK still sits like he did? It was Hack teaching the kid of a lesson with a, with the cushion. I think he was teaching him. Uh, I, I think he sits either way. I think Hack has a real, um, I think Hack has a real thing about you know defensive zone turnovers from from him specifically because we know you know Brandon Manning never gets sat for being for being you know a turnover machine. Or just icing the puck. That's he doesn't turn it over. He just ices it, and then that's basically a turnover. They get an offensive zone draw. Sandstrom signed another one-year deal. He's staying in the SHL until 2019-20. Okay. While we're on the uh, the topic of trading toxic, well, oh man, 
me try that again. The show's going a little long. I'm running out of steam. Uh, while we're on the topic of trading toxic assets for picks, what pick would you give up for someone to take AMAC off our books? I wouldn't even blink and give them that third rounder from the Cooper Marathi deal. <sighs> I would love to open up space for, for – uh... to me it would come down to if – you know, Sam Moran's going to be here next year. Um, if he's going to play and then we want to play Phil Myers too, like, and there's not room for him, if we're able to open up space that way, uh, or, you know, bring in a, a good veteran who could help this team um, down in the lineup and play, you know, the young kids with one of them, maybe move a Gudis as well. Um, but I'm not looking to give up assets for, just to get rid of Andrew McDonald, I think you can survive Andrew McDonald as a third-pair defenseman if the other five are good. That's the issue. My main issue with the team and um, Andrew McDonald at the moment is that there aren't five guys better than him. Um, and that's why he has to play in the role he's playing in. So, uh, yeah, listen, I don't want his contract on the books. I I'd rather see all the kids, whether they're ready or not, honestly, because what's the defense going to get worse? Did you watch them in their own zone tonight and running around like crazy last game too with uh, some of those goals Morozik gave up? Well, I want to blame the goalie because he's like out of his net. Like, Where is everybody else? Um, so they have some defensive issues. I'd rather them just play the kids, but I'm not in a huge rush to get rid of Andrew McDonald the way I was a year or two ago. That's what I'll say about that. All right, I'm going to be wrapping this up soon. Muse and Tokarski are better than Stolars. I doubt that. Uh, get Foles on some skates. I'm fine with that. If Hack sat players for D-zone turnovers, he should have sat the entire team. And that's one of the um, that's one of the uh, that's one of the biggest frustrations everyone has with Hackstall is it seems so hypocritical and so inconsistent the way he doles out his uh, the way he doles out consequences to players. Are you going to Punk and Drublick in Philly in May? I absolutely am. Uh. Okay, so Al Mackerel thinks uh, Ghost is the problem with this team. All right, that's fun. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining. We went long tonight because, hey, it's uh, these are these amount to uh, many playoff games here. Flyers get the two points, maybe not in the maybe not in the greatest fashion tonight, but hey, two points are two points. They need to play much, much better uh, just to make it a game against Pittsburgh on Sunday. Hopefully they do. Uh, I believe the three of us, me, Steph, and Kelly, will all be joining me for postgame then. So uh, until then, have a great week, everybody. Hey guys, this is John Stolnes from The Good Fight and the Phillies podcast, Hitting Season. Man, the 2018 season was... Well, it was interesting anyway, and the upcoming offseason looks to be even more interesting. So if you want to stay up to date on all things Phillies this offseason, subscribe to the Good Fight podcast feed and get my podcast, Hitting Season, where I talk to Phillies beat writers, 
broadcasters and fellow Good Fight bloggers, as well as national baseball writers, and the occasional interview with Matt Clentak and Gabe Kapler. Also, you'll get continued success, a Phil's podcast hosted by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher covering all things Phillies, and The Dirty Inning, a hilarious podcast hosted by Justin and Trevor Strunk, looking at the very worst innings in Phillies history. And you'll get bonus podcasts every time big news is made with the team. Seriously, if you want to stay up to date on everything revolving around your favorite baseball team as they return to contention, make sure you are subscribed to the Good Fight podcast feed.